God is saying, if you will, if you'll be grateful for what you have, if you will bloom where you're planted, then I will cause this to overflow. That's his words. Hello, and welcome to the Influencers Podcast. I'm Chrissy Cochran, and I am really excited to share that for this episode, we are going to be talking about gratitude. We are in the holiday season, and you know, in this season, we're all about reflecting on the year, giving back, and really having a heart of gratitude for all that we have and all that the Lord has done in our lives. Even in the midst of, of pain and suffering in this world, we really want to focus on what we have. and how to be grateful to the Lord for it. So in this episode, we have a special sermon from Dave Donaldson. Dave, as you know, is the co-founder of CityServe and also the co-host of this podcast, the Influencers Podcast. And he recently was at Canyon Hills Church in Bakersfield, California, and he spoke on gratitude. And it was so spectacular, we wanted to share it here. So here you go. Let's listen in on what Dave has to say about being grateful. Gratitude, listen to this, unlocks the fullness of life. It turns what we have into enough and more. It turns denial into acceptance, chaos to order, confusion to clarity. It can turn a meal into a feast, a house into a home, a stranger into a friend. Gratitude makes sense of our past, brings peace for today, and creates a vision for tomorrow. Isn't that well said? Oxford Dictionary describes gratitude as this, the quality of being thankful. It's a readiness to show appreciation for and to return kindness. I wanna give you what I have observed as seven truths about gratitude. There are many more, but this is seven that I'm gonna focus on today. Number one, gratitude results in action. We just saw that with the Oxford definition. It's different than thankfulness because gratitude will result in action. It will result in expressing thankfulness, but also there is a reciprocation that comes with it. For example, you go to a restaurant, you get good food, good service, and you Thank the server, but you also give them gratuity. There is a reciprocation that happens. And I followed people that live a life of gratitude, and this is a process. The first is that they make a decision to be grateful. I choose each and every day to be grateful. Next is a discipline to be aware of who and what to be grateful for. The Hebrew definition of gratitude literally means to recognize good, to look for it. And then the determination to show gratitude regardless of the circumstances. Number two, gratitude will determine your altitude in every every area of life. When I got out of college, I worked for the men's warehouse selling suits. Do you remember? I'm George Zimmer, you're gonna love the way you look. (laughs) And it started out pretty good, but after a while I started to complain. I thought, you know, I paid all this money for a college education, I finished in the top 200 of my class of 210. (laughs) 
And here I am, selling suits, until I heard a sermon by the great orator, Charles Crabtree. And he gave a message on whatever. And it was out of Colossians chapter 3, verse 17, and it reads, And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. And I made a decision after that Sunday service that I was going to turn my attitude into gratitude. And I was going to wake up each and every morning grateful that I had a job. And I would go to men's warehouse and in my mind I would say over and over again, I'm going to sell suits for the Savior. I'm going to sell suits for the Savior. And I got to tell you, things started happening. I went from near the bottom in sales to near the top and won Rookie of the Year nationwide for the men's warehouse. <laughs> Gratitude will determine your altitude. Now what makes that more miraculous is this. I am colorblind. <laughs> I am severely colorblind. And so I would do my best. It looked good to me. <laughs> Guys would say to me, are you sure this matches? You're going to love the way you look. <laughs> do you think my wife will like it? She's going to love the way you look. <laughs> What's amazing though also is that I had very few returns. Gratitude will determine your altitude. Why is it so hard for us to be grateful in our society? First of all, we are surrounded by negativity, wars, disasters, cynicism. We watch the news. I call it angertainment. My wife says, you need to start limiting it. It just raises your blood pressure but also ambition. We're trained to look ahead to the future, so much so that we pass over these moments to be grateful. Showing gratitude to some could be a sign of weakness. They're gonna get the upper hand. I had one dad say, I don't want my children to become proud. I said to him, you need to get off that. You need to tell your kids how much you love them and how proud you are of them. Chuck Swindoll, I remember listening on the radio, he said, dads, don't do this, love you. Don't do this, proud of, proud of you. No, I love you. I am proud of you. Gratitude, number three, will result in contentment. There is a constant tug-of-war between discontentment and gratitude. Whatever you feed will win. If you feed discontentment, it will drain you of gratitude. If you feed your spirit with gratitude, you will be content. There is this tug-of-war, and that's why the Bible says godliness with contentment is great gain. 
because it's a sign of spiritual maturity, contentment. When I was on staff here and then thereafter, I counseled hundreds of couples, a lot of young couples. And I can tell you this, that in most cases, the root of the discord in that marriage was tied to discontentment. It could be a discontentment with your job or school, with your finances, and maybe comparing your spouse to somebody you're seeing in a movie or TV or, or at your job. But the root of it is discontentment. The enemy seeks to rob and destroy your marriage, your relationships. He also uses this. Now you've heard, when you look at this glass of water, what do you see? Is it half full or is it half empty? You see, this is how the enemy works. To get people focused on what's empty, what they're deprived of, and they ruminate on what they're deprived of, that the rest of this is evaporating away. And they miss out on what God has blessed them with. And God is saying, if you will, if you'll be grateful for what you have, if you will bloom where you're planted, then I will cause this to overflow. That's his words. Fourth, gratitude will help you keep the right perspective. It will help you prioritize in your everyday life what's most important. Dwight D. Eisenhower, who knew a little bit about leadership, he was the supreme commander during World War II, two-term president. We have the interstate highway system because of him. And he said, we're given two handles. Every tomorrow has two handles, anxiety and faith. We choose which handle to grab onto each and every day. He also said, the only thing that we have not learned is history. And I love talking with people that have lived a long time and learning from them. I remember just recently somebody said to somebody that had lived a long time that the times have never been worse. And this person said, really? What about the depression? What about the Dust Bowl? What about World War II? You see, people that have lived a long time, they don't ignore reality or pain or setbacks but they're constantly looking for the silver lining. They go through a cold winter, and then they're grateful for the sunny day. They see the valleys in their life as opportunities to climb the mountain in all of its rewards. They will say to you, it's difficult to be grateful and resentful. You can't be angry and grateful. They have the ability, they have these built-in shock absorbers to deal with life's struggles. And I found people that have lived a long time 
They know how to major on the majors. Christy and I were driving down the freeway one night and we were listening to Dr. Laura Schlesinger. And a lady called up and she said, Doctor, my husband, he is a slob. He spreads his dirty clothes all over the, our bedroom. He's not grateful. And so Dr. Schlesinger started to encourage her. And she just could not be encouraged. And she said, I've had it. I'm done with this marriage. The next caller said, Dr. Schlesinger, I would love to pick up my husband's clothes. I would give anything to pick up his clothes. Because you see, he died a few days ago. Gratitude, gratitude keeps us in the right perspective. But I have watched people that have lived a long time and when they experience dark times, hard times, they have the discipline to gratitude themselves out of those dark clouds. David said, I encourage myself in the Lord. Hmm? I encourage myself in the Lord. What are you saying to yourself? If it's gratitude, I guarantee you, it may seem dark, but it will not last. And you will not go deeper and darker. Gratitude is a fragrance God wants to spread. Say that with me. Gratitude is a fragrance God wants to spread. Scripture says, but thanks be to God who in Christ always leads us in a triumphal procession and through us spreads the fragrance of knowledge of him everywhere. Everywhere, People of gratitude, they have a special scent. Don't they? My grandmother lived until she was 91 years of age. Her husband cheated on her. She buried two kids. And you would never know it. She got to the place physically where we needed to move her into assisted living. And I recall wheeling her down to the dining hall. And we went into the dining hall and and everybody, they looked so sad. They weren't talking to each other. They weren't smiling. They were just buried in their food. And I looked down at her in the wheelchair and I said, Graham, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. She looked up at me and this is what she said. Honey, I got my work cut out for me here. We lived in D.C., that was Springfield, Missouri. Six weeks later, we visited her. I went to her room. She wasn't in the room. They said she was in the dining hall. I'm walking down this corridor to the dining hall, and I could hear all this noise, laughter. What is going on? I walk inside, and it looked like a teenage slumber party. <laughs> they are laughing. They are happy. They're 
talking to each other? Why? Why? Because God and an 89-year-old woman in a wheelchair with a soft voice decided to change that room. And here we are. We got Thanksgiving. We have Christmas. So many people are overcome with stress. Many have lost loved ones. The greatest opportunity for us to spread the fragrance of Christ in our jobs, in our schools, in our homes, wherever our daily tasks might take us, spread the fragrance of Christ. Do you see what comes out of our mouth? It's either appreciate or depreciate. And if it's coming out of your mouth enough, it creates a cloud. And then if you hang with people that, that, you know, that have their pity parties, that sit around and complain, and they're squirting too, and you wonder why it's such a depressing dark cloud in your home, in your school, at your job, Stop it. Stop it. Instead of depreciate, appreciate. See what that does? I love you. Thank you. So grateful. Wendell and I were in the, at the Denver airport, and this waitress, can, can I still call them waitress? <laughs> this server, uh, she was really stressed out. Her boss was being mean to her. And she told us that she travels an hour away to be there to work. And we just expressed our gratitude to her. And this is what she said. She said, I haven't heard that in years. How many here can make a pledge that you're not going to complain about people that are not willing to work. Instead, let's focus on showing gratitude for people that are showing up to work. What's coming out of our mouths? Is it the fragrance of Christ? You might be single, and you're saying, I'll never find Mr. Wright or Miss Wright, I'll never, I'll never find them. I remember saying that. My two brothers were getting married, and I made a decision that I was just going to be grateful for my singleness. God, thank you for my singleness. And months later, I'm driving down a gravel road in Newtown, North Dakota, where there's more cows than people, and I find a diamond in the rough. Gratitude for your singleness. Finally, just I'm going to bring this home, but gratitude is good for your health. And gratitude is good for your health. And this is a, a great joy of Christy and me because my daughter, our daughter Brooke, and her husband Carson... They recently moved to Bakersfield, and they graduated from Biola University in mental health and marriage and family. 
And so I'm going to ask them to come on up, and they're going to talk with us about how gratitude is good for our health. Yeah, first just wanted to start of we are spiritual, emotional, mental, physical beings, and God cares about us holistically. And so that includes mental health, emotional, but it also includes physical of taking care of our bodies physically. And so um, that includes just what we are putting into our body as far as what we're thinking about, what we're meditating on, and choosing to have a mindset of gratitude um, actually changes our body, which is crazy. And scripture actually points us to that. And so we can see um, in two scriptures in Proverbs, a very well-known Proverbs um, 3, 5, says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your path straight. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and shun evil. This will bring health to your body and nourishment to your bones. And then also another Proverbs that I loved is um, Proverbs 12, 18. And it's saying, the words of the reckless pierce like swords, but the tongue of the wise brings healing. And how beautiful is that, that our words have the power of healing. And when we're filled with the Holy Spirit, we have the power to speak life over every single person that we interact with. And scripture tells us that. It tells us that there is life and death in the tongue. Um, And so, yeah, there's a direct correlation between our physical bodies and our internal state. And we are called as temples of the Holy Spirit to steward our bodies well. And that includes what we're meditating on in our minds. Praise Jesus. That's good. Thank you, babe. Yeah, so Brooke shared on the um, physical benefits of gratitude, and I'm going to talk just really briefly on the mental health benefits of gratitude. So point one, when we shift our heart, soul, so our inner self, our mind, our strength, when we shift that to gratitude unto God, it really lessens the power of mental health challenges over us. And, and I know my, all, our, all our hearts, we just break. We know there's so many mental health challenges. People grippled by anxiety, depression, um, obsessive thoughts or different rituals you get into, panic, stress, so many difficult things. Um, of mental health challenges, but gratitude, it really lessens that grip, that power of those over us. We have a great um, example from David um, in Psalm 34. He says, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in, in my mouth. Then verse four says, David saying, I sought the Lord and he answered me. He delivered me from all my fears, all of them. That's one example of a mental health challenge, being grippled by fear or how you view your body or so many things. But for David, he said, I sought the Lord and he delivered me from all my fears. Yes, thank you, Jesus. Thank you for David. So that's 
That's one story there. Point two, when grateful, our brains positively rewire. So God is so creative, and Dave, I call him Papa Don, but Dave (laughs) spoke on uh, this, how you can't have anger and gratitude at the same time. So simultaneously, it, it is impossible for our brains to have anxiety or anxious thoughts and gratitude. Simultaneously, that's that's impossible. It's wonderful how creative God is. So when grateful, our brains positively rewire. What does that mean? That means over time, our automatic response will shift towards more frequent gratefulness. Um, Never forget this. In life, there is always someone and something to rejoice in. Someone, God Almighty. Something, breath in our lungs. First Thessalonians, Dave spoke on this. Rejoice always, pray continually, and give thanks in all circumstances. This is the will, this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus, for us as the body, for us who've put our faith in Jesus. That begs the question, you know, how do you handle people that are not grateful? And, you know, Jesus, he can empathize. Because you remember the story in Luke? He heals 10 lepers. And how many came back to say thanks? One. One. And Jesus said, weren't all the lepers healed? Weren't all of them healed? Where are the other nine? Have you ever felt that way? I've done all of this for this person, for this business, and either nobody or maybe just one person is saying thanks. But the Bible is very clear that we are to live, we are to give, we are to serve for an audience of one. If you're doing that, expecting reciprocation, you're going to be disappointed. You're going to be hurt. But what about waking up each and every day and saying, I'm going to sell suits for the Savior. Huh? I'm going to do it for you, Lord, regardless of whether they say thanks or not. For you and you only. In closing, I'm going to present to you a gratitude challenge for this season of Thanksgiving and Christmas. And this is right out of Scripture, which says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Now that's just a great prescription for life right there. So here is our gratitude challenge, if you choose to accept it. From today, from today until the end of the year, hoping that this will become really discipline. And I'm not saying you're not already doing this, but let's grow together in gratitude. First is begin and each day expressing gratitude to the Lord. Two, Each day, express gratitude to your parents, spouse, indoor children, or all of them. At your job, 
express gratitude to your employer and fellow employees, maybe even customers that are patronizing your business. For do an act of kindness at least once a week from now until the end of the year. And number five, determined to be complain-free. Dave, you had to throw that one in there. <laughs> Six, become more mindful of media consumption and set limits. And then finally, ask your family and friends to hold you accountable. If you're willing to do this, to try, you know, if we have setbacks, you know, you just get back on the horse, right? But I want you to put forth your hands right now, surrendering to the Lord in your gratitude and saying, God, I want to become more disciplined in my life of gratitude. Today, Lord, I want to begin expressing my gratitude to you each and every day. I want to be more mindful and consistent about expressing gratitude to my parents, spouse, and children. At my job, I want to spread gratitude to my employer, employees, customers. Lord, I want to do acts of kindness each week or more. Help me, Lord, to be complain-free. And if I start complaining, may your Holy Spirit convict me and may I catch myself and stop. Six, Lord, help us to become more mindful of our media consumption and set limits and focus on things like your word. And may we be vulnerable to ask our family and friends to hold us accountable. Lord, I just pray that today is a turning point for our lives, our church, where we are gonna spread gratitude and the fragrance of Christ all over this city, all over this city for your glory. And as a result, thousands are gonna find hope in you. Thank you, Lord. We give you the glory for it. Amen. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Influencers Podcast on the Charisma Podcast Network. If you enjoy our content, we would love for you to subscribe and have the opportunity to tune in to future podcasts. You can follow us on all social media platforms at the Influencers Podcast Official. You can stay up to date, hear more inspiring content, and unlock your full potential as an influencer. Remember to use your influence to create lasting change that draws the world closer to Jesus.